Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Davis Maddock. You can find me on Twitter at Davis Maddock. In this episode of the podcast, we are continuing our series of fantasy football team previews, this time going over the Minnesota Vikings for the 2019 fantasy season. Of course, if you are enjoying these podcasts, we would really appreciate you subscribing to RotoExperts.com and think that you would also get quite a lot out of it. Uh, I've been publishing preseason reaction pieces to all of the games that are taking place in the preseason. We also have tiered rankings that are onto the site now from myself and from Frank Stamfel. We, of course, have our ultimate guide to zero RB drafting, our ultimate guide to winning draft best ball leagues, our normal projections, our rankings, customizable cheat sheets for your league, all sorts of cool best ball tools, really one of the absolute best values that exists in the fantasy football space. I think that you all will enjoy and appreciate the content on Roto Experts and get a lot out of it. And now we can dig into the fantasy football team preview for the Minnesota Vikings, starting at the quarterback position. Kirk Cousins is the starting quarterback. Sean Mannion, Kyle Slaughter are the backups. Jake Browning could maybe beat out Slaughter, but Slaughter is a long-term backup for the Vikings, probably likely to stay there again this year. So I guess pretty interesting for Kirk Cousins. Uh, You know, he finishes inside the top 12 in fantasy for quarterbacks, uh, you know, pretty much every year of his career. He was 13th uh, in fantasy last year. He was 6th in 2017, 5th in 2016, 8th in 2015. So you you probably are thinking to yourself, okay, that's a that's a pretty good fantasy quarterback. Why would I, you know, why would I not want to draft Kirk Cousins who has thrown for 4000 yards in four straight seasons for my fantasy football team? Well, the answer is that uh, he ran pretty hot last year. So he threw 30 passing touchdowns last year. The Vikings only ran for nine rushing touchdowns last year. That is uh that's far off from like the normal pace of a football team. Generally, you would expect the distribution to be closer to like 40% rushing touchdowns, 60% passing touchdowns instead of uh, 25% and 75%, which is the ratio that they were on last year. And in fact, one of those rushing touchdowns even came from Kirk Cousins himself. So even a, a little bit more odd in terms of the distribution of scoring there. But the answer for why Kirk Cousins is not a great fantasy quarterback is simply because he doesn't run and there are just a lot of guys like him. Like if you just if you just on any random week, if you were to project Ryan Fitzpatrick and Kirk Cousins, their projection probably would look really similar. The same would go for Tom Brady and Kirk Cousins on any given week, or Sam Darnold and Kirk Cousins on any given week. It's just these guys who are pretty reliant on passing the football. They don't add any rushing upside. They don't project to be, you know, in a top five or top ten football like offense and football. These are these are just replaceable guys. Uh, certainly, it is possible that Kirk Cousins will be like a good fantasy football streamer in 2019. I definitely believe that there will be games where he's going to throw, you know, 45 times. There's going to be games where he is forced to be valuable in fantasy football due to his sheer number of attempts. Uh, However, it is worth noting, though, that the Vikings fired their offensive coordinator, John DeFilippo, 
Filippo because they were throwing the ball too much. Mike Zimmer wants to run the ball, so they uh, they fired they fired John D. Filippo, who is now the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. They hired Kevin Stefanski, who has been inside the organization since 2006. He's the offensive coordinator this year. Was the quarterbacks coach the last two seasons, running back coach the year before that, assistant quarterback coach before that. So he he is a longtime Vikings soldier. So we essentially think that he is going to be running the offense in such a way that uh, reflects how Mike Zimmer wants the team to play. I don't think that this is going to be a case where Zimmer coaches the defense and is making big decisions and the offense kind of runs uh counter or I guess the the offense runs in a self-sustaining way that the head coach doesn't have a ton of responsibility for. I do not think that that is going to be the case for I do I just don't think that that is going to be the case. I think this is going to be a run heavy team. Uh, I don't think that that's optimal. I just think that that's what they want to do and that also is going to limit Kirk Cousins ceiling. If you look at what he did last year, he actually had 7 games with 40 or more attempts, but perhaps more troublingly towards the end of the season Week 13, 33 attempts. Week 16, 33 attempts. Week 15, 28 attempts. Week 9, only 22 attempts. Week 14, only 21 attempts. So basically, as the season started winding down, they just were throwing, uh, you know, just a little bit less often. Big spiked games in a loss to Chicago and in a loss to New England as well. Uh, kind of interesting, though. Cousins only had five games with 300 or more passing yards, and uh, he only had. Uh, he only had four games with three or more passing touchdowns. And those are sort of the, you basically, the 303 rule is sort of how we're viewing the ceiling of fantasy quarterbacks. And I, and I guess it is true that when you have a passing offense that really only has two stud passing targets, you're probably a little bit less likely to reach that ceiling. So Cousins for me is really just a draft uh, best ball only target. So like I'm really only taking him in these leagues where I am taking Stephon Diggs or Adam Thielen. Thielen. Don't have really much interest at all in him in a weekly management league. And even in best ball leagues, if you're taking like a third quarterback in like the FFPC format, uh, I would probably prefer to take like Marcus Mariota or Andy Dalton over Cousins because they're a little bit cheaper and they have sort of similar ranges of outcomes to Cousins. So now moving to the running back situation, Dalvin Cook is the starting running back. Alexander Madison, the primary handcuff, Amir Abdullah, and Mike Boone are the other running backs who are expected to make the roster. Madison definitely played like the primary handcuff as he came out with the first-team offense, scored a goal-line touchdown with the first-team offense in the Vikings' first preseason game. So uh, Alexander Madison, definitely a zero-RB target. Uh, of ours. So the starting running back, Dalvin Cook, uh, he's got an average draft position coming in, uh, you know, in the mid second round, early second round. You can kind of take him with Joe Mixon, Nick Chubb, uh, th- those sorts of guys. I do not love taking Dalvin Cook there for a couple different reasons. The first is I don't like to say that guys are injury prone, but certainly Dalvin Cook has the profile of a guy who struggles with injury, was only able to play in four games in 2017, only able to start uh, 10 games in 2018, played in 11, four rushing touchdowns in 15 games in his career, does have 65 targets in those 15 games, averages 3.4 receptions per game. So that right there, big positive indicator for reasons why people would be buying into Dalvin Cook and why I would not go out on a limb and say, oh, this guy's not draftable. You don't want this guy in your team. 
Because all indications are, with Latavius Murray out of town, that if Dalvin Cook is healthy, he's going to be the primary passing down back for Minnesota, and also should probably get some of that goal line work back that he was not getting last season. You know, Latavius Murray was getting that goal line work even when Dalvin Cook uh, was back in the lineup for Minnesota last year. So I don't think Alexander Madison has is like a a huge threat to replace Dalvin Cook. The reason why Alexander Madison is a great uh, zero RB target is that he's the primary handcuff in an offense that we know is going to run the ball. There probably is a little bit of room for passing down work for a different running back. You know, just we we just do not see in general uh, teams using running backs on, you know, 80, 90% of their snaps or anything crazy like that. So Dalvin Cook's like median expectation still leaves room for Madison to maybe get, you know, four four to eight touches a week, something in that range. And and that and that would be with no injury to Cook at all. So not someone you'd probably start as like a weekly flex, but maybe a guy in best ball leagues who offers like a random spiked week here or there. Like maybe he just scores a 45 touchdown some week, a 45 yard touchdown some week. He should get enough touches for that to be in like the realm of the theoretically possible, which I, I, I believe that that is in the realm of theoretically possible. So I will continue to draft a lot of Alex Alexander Madison because I'm not drafting a ton of Dalvin Cook and I guess that would be another overarching point I'd like to make that's not specific to the Vikings but teams where you're not drafting the starting running back in the first two rounds those handcuffs should be a high priority to you so let's say for example you don't believe in David Johnson you think you know whatever he's not good he's gonna get hurt doesn't matter you should be drafting a lot of Chase Edmonds you don't believe in Dalvin Cook you should be drafting a lot of Alexander Madison you don't believe in Alvin Kamara you should be drafting a lot of Latavius Murray and you guys get the example that I'm making here like basically if you if you don't like the starting running back you should be trying to find a way to acquire their handcuff a lot like that that would just be a way to think of like your your portfolio of fantasy football teams. So overall, don't have a ton interesting to say about this backfield. I think Dalvin Cook is a fine selection where he's going. I'm a little bit hesitant just based off of health. However, the upside if this team really does stick to Mike Zimmer's vision in terms of like just running the ball a crap ton, like giving Dalvin Cook 20 plus carries a week in games that they are winning. And I do think the Vikings are like a good team and the market seems to think that they're a pretty good team as well. I definitely think he's got like real workhorse like a, a real workhorse back ceiling. I think he's being drafted appropriately, you know, with Joe Mixon and Nick Chubb, guys who there are questions about their ability to catch passes and stuff like that. But, or, or in Mixon's case, the the strength of his team overall. But his upside is, you know, finishing as one of the five highest scoring running backs in fantasy football. Alexander Madison, great zero running back target. No reason to concern yourself with Amir Abdullah or Mike Boone. These are, you know, they're, they those are the true zero 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 RB guys, guys who you know might not get a carry until eight weeks into the season. But if Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison say they both get hurt in the same game or something, you know, all of a sudden then Mike Boone starting running back for the Minnesota Vikings, and you'll uh, you'll need to know his name. And I guess should note that Rock Thomas has been cut from the team after having a drug suspension. So. Mike Boone is now the primary third running back. Amir Abdullah is going to be the kick returner for the Minnesota Vikings. Moving to the wide receivers, obviously everyone knows Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen are going to be the one and the two in the Minnesota Vikings passing game. Last year, Thielen had 153 targets in 16 games. Stefan Diggs had 149 targets in 15 games. No other wide receiver on the team topped 
53 receptions. A lot of people expect that Laquan Treadwell is going to be cut before the beginning of the 2016 or 2019 season, but he is the projected starting wide receiver with those two, battling with none other than Chad Beebe, son of Don Beebe, who is a second-year player for Minnesota, age 25. Dude is really small. He is 5'10", 183 pounds, played at Northern Illinois in college, you know, had four targets, four receptions last season, had only 64 receptions, 930 yards total in college, three touchdowns. Just sort of a, a weird, like, I mean, I guess you'd consider him kind of like Thielen, like, but Thielen was really good in college. So just it just overall does seem sort of bizarre that this is how the Minnesota Vikings are going. It just always seems like the Vikings have the weirdest players on their roster, doesn't it? It just feels like they find like guys from rugby or, you know, what it just always feels like the Vikings have weird guys on their roster. Like they just traded for a Norwegian kicker punter. Like, I, I don't know. They, they do just love to find weird guys to put on their team. Uh, but that is, that's their wide receiver rotation right now. Uh, pretty much nothing interesting to say about Adam Thielen or Stephon Diggs. They are both really good values where they're going. They probably need the team to be a little bit worse than projected to be like great fantasy football values, though, because as we've already mentioned, Mike Zimmer and Kevin Stefanski want to run the ball more than the Vikings ran last year. You know, pretty much after all of these, all the losses that Minnesota suffered last year, he would like uh, Mike Zimmer would come out and just talk about how they needed to be more aggressive. They needed to run the ball more. They needed to control the clock. That's like a big thing that Mike Zimmer believes in. You know, he, he does not. He he definitely believes running backs matter, and he is ready to hashtag establish the run. So that is that's that is one worry that I do have, and I would say that I take Diggs more often than I take Thielen because our projections have them, you know, super close. Basically, um, you know, Diggs we project to be probably a better yards per target player than Thielen. Just a a, a weird year for Diggs last year, only 6.9 yards per target, while Adam Thielen had 9 yards per target and had that crazy stretch of games where he was uh, where he was just catching everything. And, uh, you know, I guess my opinion would just be that Stephon Diggs was born better at football, but Adam Thielen has, like, Adam Thielen has, has figured out how to harness the physical gifts that he was given and maybe like a slightly more mature or um, in, not intuitive. That's not the word. Like Thielen's a little bit better of a player right now, but I think Diggs probably is like the better physical talent and therefore has a higher, you know, play to play week to week, year to year ceiling than Thielen does. And also it's worth noting Thielen's about to enter into his age 29 season, only the age 26 season for Diggs. Um, so, so definitely, I think probably a little bit of explored upside, and then also Thielen, much higher catch per, like you know, a reasonably higher catch percentage than Diggs last year. So, I think I think there's room for him to run a little bit worse, Diggs to run a little bit better. Uh, the wide receiver rotation behind these guys. I, I would be highly doubtful if you need to know these names for anything other than uh, showdown slates on DraftKings. So Chad Beebe, 
Jordan Taylor, Laquan Treadwell, Brandon Zilstra, Olubisi Johnson. I think those are the guys who we expect to make the team um, behind Diggs and Thielen. But I think pretty easy for me to see Treadwell being gone and then BB being the slot wide receiver, Zilstra being the backup for Thielen, and Olubisi Johnson being the backup for Diggs with maybe maybe this guy Dylan Mitchell that they like uh, makes the practice squad, but I don't think that he would end up being one of the starting wide receivers unless he I don't know enough about him to know if Mitchell is like a good special teams guy as well but Minnesota also loves they Minnesota is a weird weird football team you guys seriously I, you guys should follow uh Ara Fasan on Twitter and just like f- kind of follow how closely the Vikings make player moves like Kevin's like uh their their GM Kevin Spielman uh, or Rick Spielman rather uh just like he he likes to do weird stuff the Vikings are an endlessly fascinating team so that's the that's the wide receiver rotation moving to the tight ends Kyler Rudolph was thought to maybe be traded at some point during this year but in fact instead signed it a uh, contract year extension four year 36 million dollars the exact terms I do not believe are known uh, he's making more money than he was in the past uh, the team actually offered him a five-year extension as well probably a little bit less guaranteed money in that deal. Uh, The team also spent a premium pick on Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. Not a pick that I was particularly a fan of. I thought Smith was definitely worse than uh, Noah Noah Font and TJ Hawkinson. Also thought that Jay Sternberger was a better fit for the modern NFL. The Vikings... Uh, weirdly enough, probably like Irv Smith because he played at Alabama and he is a good run blocker. So he's and also he can be like an H back. So talking about weird things that the Vikings like to do, they still like to use fullbacks. They still um, would like to have H backs, which like thinking about how antiquated the concept of an H back is like makes my head hurt. Uh, they also have David Morgan on the roster, Tyler Conklin, and Cole Hickatuni. Cole Hickatuni is uh, one of those one of those old Spark Score guys who I I would be sort of I would be sort of in intrigued if he did make the roster for the Vikings I would I would probably think about adding him in like some mega deep dynasty leagues because I I don't you know I would like to be short Kyle Rudolph over the long term probably because the team is already indicating they don't want him around for that long my guess is he probably got this contract extension because the team thinks that they're in a Super Bowl window right now with this big Kirk Cousins deal the defense is really good uh Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs are the right age they have a rookie they have a running back on a rookie contract deal my guess is that's why but I think over the long run probably some room some opportunity at tight end for you know whether it be Irv Smith Tyler Conklin David Morgan, my boy, my boy, Cole Hickatuni. Uh, but uh, yeah, not a ton to say about Kyle Rudolph, really. I guess he's like a, a good guy to take. He, he not even is. He is a good guy to take in draft best ball leagues because he's one of the last guys you can take who you feel very confident in having a week to week role over all 16 weeks of the NFL season. So, you know, it's sitting there in the 13th, 14th round and you're looking at like, oh, I only have one tight end. Oh, I have zero tight ends. That's a guy you can take and you're like, okay fine yeah he's going to be playing enough for this to be a worthwhile pick and it's a pretty cheap stack because Kirk Cousins is so cheap in these formats as well so that's going to do it for us here the Roto Experts Fantasy Football Podcast please 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 make sure to check out rotoexperts.com and our NFL 365 package you can get 10% off of the $39.99 package using the promo code MATTEC M-A-T-T-E-K